We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yo, what up, KJ Podcast? Favorite time of week. 49ers analysis, Blue Wire Network. We are giving you content, NFL, NBA, in-depth analysis, team by team, and hitting those niches up. A ton of announcements to make. Want to welcome Jovan Buha of The Athletic, LA Clippers beat reporter, launched Clip City yesterday. He's now the 25th podcast on the network. I'm going to be launching a new podcast called The Upload, where we're going to talk about Blue Wire, media, sports, tech, kind of the intersection of it all and tell the story of our startup. So you're going to stop hearing these two minute updates here. We're really going to devote time to becoming thought leaders in this space. Podcasting is blowing up. We're going to have some cool guests and just tell you the story of what we're building here. Yeah. I mean, the combine, I always get sad when I talk about it here. It's like the one thing I miss about being a reporter is going to Indianapolis, drinking at prime 47 getting tipsy with coaches, agents, former players are there. Richard Sherman's there right now. It's an NFL convention in a small town. You rub elbows with everyone. Probably, yeah, my favorite memories with the Browns, even when I was at KMBR, went up to Indy, paid for myself when I was at KMBR because radio is poor and can't afford to develop young talent. So they're like, yeah, you want to go to Indy, pay for it yourself, create the content yourself, call into all of our shows while you're also there good times. (laughs) Not bitter at all. It's KMVR gave me this platform. Let's talk Niners. Kyle Shanahan, the big announcement today, I thought number one is Eric Armstead is coming back on his fifth year option. A little bit more than 9 million he'll make. He's now the second highest paid defensive player on the roster. We've gone back and forth on this. It's been a big topic and a chunk of their salary cap is going to Eric Armstead. 
I'm not against this move, but I don't think it would have been devastating to lose Eric Armstead. And I'm willing to kind of play nickel and dime here because you've wasted money on Cassius Marsh. You've wasted money on Malcolm Smith. You really haven't made a good signing free agents wise on defense besides Richard Sherman. Let's say this about Eric Armstead, though. His tape is a lot better than the stats say. He's not your sack master guy. He's had to go through a bunch of different schemes. At least he was healthy last year. Part of why the 49ers were good against the run was Eric Armstead. He made flash plays. Remember, he had that huge blow-up fight with Ryan Sakamoto. That was probably when we talked about him most. If you're paying him $9 million, Eric Armstead better be starting for you. You have him penciled in as a key contributor. I don't like paying $9 million to role players. I think you could have developed Julian Taylor more this season. You could have figured out what was there. They didn't phase Eric Armstead out. He's pretty good. Like, what is his rating in Madden? You know, 80, 84 overall. Like, he's a solid starter on your team. He's never had that breakout season. If he was like a third-round pick, you'd be like, that was a great pick. For a first-round pick, he's been disappointing. I guess he's worth $9 million. They did this last year with Jimmy Ward. They were like, you know what? Let's give him the fifth-year option. He's going to end up playing a lot. He ended up being awful, and he's just not a good corner, and he never got to develop anywhere, and part of that's the other coaching staff's fault. But this can't be that situation here. If Eric Armstead is bad and not on the field and you wasted $9 million on him, how much cap room are you going to waste here defensively? So that's the issue I have. I, I think Eric Armstead will be fine. I think they could have been fine without him, though. And that's where I draw the line in the sand, like, I'm 50-50 on it. You know, he he could be good, of course. I'm not going to write this guy off. But at the end of the day, two years from now, if you're in cap room problems and you've gone on this mad dash to chase players, $9 million to Eric Armstead. There, there could have been some pennies pinched there. My boy Al Sacco on Twitter agrees with me. Um, so he's penciled in at starter. You're going to get an edge. You have... DeForest Buckner, does that mean you're automatically moving Solomon Thomas inside on first and second down? He's not a three-down player. So this signing impacts Solomon Thomas. I thought he could have maybe played some big end, although he's small to play that too. And he's too slow to play Leo on the edge. He's best inside next to Buckner. Next season is about winning games. It's really not about putting draft picks on the field. So Solomon Thomas could be a reserve rotational guy year three we'll see who they add we've talked about it before sheldon richardson some of these interior guys it's not gonna be a shock if they bring someone solid in next to buckner there's a lot of d-line talent speaking of that justin houston is on the market rap sheet reports kansas city looks like they're gonna extend d ford houston a little bit older than him they think maybe he's peaked they're gonna try and get the best value they can for him now i'm anti-trading for edge this year because it's everywhere it's pretty easy to get I mean a third round pick obviously you do that for Justin Houston but there's going to be some pretty heavy offers I'm assuming I think Justin Houston can get you 10 12 sacks the next two to three seasons his contract not that friendly I don't have it pulled up in front of me and my google machine is not working right now San Francisco when it rains who knew the biggest tech city in the world Sometimes the internet doesn't effing work. Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much anti this trade because the 49ers can get their edge with Josh Allen, Nick Bosa. Don't make it difficult, really. Don't do all this trading down. If they're obsessed with the Florida edge, if they're obsessed 
with Brian Burns. They're really going to have to put their neck on the line. If they trade down and miss on Josh Allen or Nick Bosa, and one of those guys has 15 sacks every year, and they trade it down for a guy who gets five and a half, they're going to look like idiots. I think trading down after you've gone four and 12, the whole point of being bad that season is to get the second best player in the draft. You've got to be good at identifying talent. And I totally get the flip side of the coin here. Get more draft picks, get more this. The 49ers have Jimmys and Joes. They have good guys from 15 to 30 on the roster. They need one through five to be effing elite, and they're not there. Joe Staley's a good tackle, but his window's closing. Richard Sherman, window closing. Got to have new, young, fresh stars on rookie contracts. You're going to get that edge in the draft. Or if you do sign a D Ford, or if you do sign someone crazy in free agency that you're feeling really good about, then you go Quinn and Williams. We've talked about that. KJ Podcast, wrapping about the latest 49ers headlines. Jimmy G is ahead of schedule, according to Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy G determines this team's win total this season, but I would say the second player who determined the win total is not on the roster yet. Richard Sherman is trying to get him on the roster. Quotes came out of the combine today. He's pushing for Earl Thomas, his former Seahawks teammate, to be a 49er. Summarizing Richard Sherman's quotes, Earl wants to go to Dallas. If the money's right, he would go to the Cowboys, but we have a need. There's cap room in the bank. Sherman all but insinuated that the 49ers have to make a bigger offer than the Dallas Cowboys. It shouldn't be a problem. But now when you spend $9 million on Eric Armstead and you're looking at other acquisitions and trades where you may take on a big contract, it looks a little scarier to get another 30-year-old defensive back short window. But to me, you do it. You, you, you overpay for Earl Thomas. You beat Dallas, you know Jerry Jones loves collecting stars, so it could get really pricey. And if it got up to like three years, fifty million, I don't know what the guarantee would be on that. If it's like thirty-five million guaranteed, it's gonna be tough to guarantee him that. He is a little bit of a loose cannon. As much as I love Richard Sherman really calling out John Lynch here and trying to poke the front office into making a move that he wants, and I'm sure behind doors he's being cool about it too. Like, how do we get Earl? But Richard's making it known, like we need to make this happen. And like I keep foreshadowing here, Jimmy G's importance would be number one. Earl Thomas' importance would be number two. The secondary changes, now the pass rush changes. Quarterbacks don't have all day to throw. They don't have a window deep. Earl Thomas is anticipating. He's guessing the right side at single high safety. His instincts are Hall of Fame. His resume is pretty damn close to that. He's fought through injuries throughout the years. When he missed games in the middle of that Seattle dynasty, it was easy to beat Seattle. It was easy to throw all over them. Now that he's kind of getting up there in age, I think it's still worth it. I think that he would impact the win total. I think he would come in here and you pair him with Josh Allen, and all of a sudden the defense looks a lot different. And this Seattle scheme does look like it's 2014 and you're at Century League Field and you've got – Pieces and parts now all moving together in cohesion. They're a couple pieces away from this defense, jumping from you know 20th in the league in DVOA to, to possibly top 10. And you're talking that drastic of a jump like the Bears made. They're not going to be number one overall. They're not going to be a top five defense. They creep into 10, and all of a sudden you're limiting opponents to 18 points per game, 19 points per game. Jimmy G's catching fire. Kyle and Kittle are still on the same page. The offense is scoring... This team, we'll see the schedule. It could start 5-3 and three next year. Could start really hot. 
with this defense humming and everyone feeding off each other, it's going to feel like a completely different football team, like it did in December of 2017. Blue Wire is also brought to you by Ethos Life Insurance. Life can be stressful. Getting life insurance really shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. It's a modern life insurance, super fast, incredibly affordable. It's uncomplicated. Getethos.com. There's no medical exams for policies under a million dollars. No hours of paperwork. Meetings with those pushy representatives on the phone. It's easy. 10 minutes. Go online. Apply. You can be rest assured you've taken the steps to protect your family, in most cases with Ethos. Less than a cup of coffee a day. No hidden fees. Having life insurance shouldn't be stressful. It's very easy. Getethos.com. E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. Very easy. And we're happy to have them as part of Blue Wire. Yeah, Earl Thomas, gotta get him. Parag is going to become very valuable. He's up at the Combine right now. John Lynch hosting a dinner with some of the beat reporters, some 49ers personnel up there. I am always wishing to be in Indianapolis. My boy, Mike Silver, used to get tipsy with him up there, take shots with assistant coaches. And like stuff they say you don't report, but you have more background now. And now when I talk about Matt Breida and I tell you he's going to be the next best thing, you get really cool pieces of information in Indianapolis. I'm pumped to be sitting on the other side of the fence building blue wire. Yeah, I mean, do or die season for the 49ers. They go 6-10 and 10 this year. The heat is going to be completely on them. I mean, even the Redskins are managing to go 8-8 eight and eight and like be in the playoff hunt in November. If Jimmy G's healthy and they sign this Earl Thomas and they get Josh Allen and they're still not winning football games, Kyle will come under heat. And my trust the Shanna plan shirts, people will be making memes about them because there will be no plan to trust. It's all about wins and losses. It's not about how pretty the scheme looks. It's not about we're developing this guy and that guy. Look, the future looks good. Year three has to be wins. And that's the bottom line. And you should expect that as a fan of the football team. You should expect that as a listener of the podcast caring about this conversation in late February about this football team. The whole point of us talking right now is this team to fucking win games. I drop one F-bomb normally a show. There it is. I hope you're not around your kids. I hope you have your AirPods in. hope you're doing your dishes. Um, yeah, it, it, it's about wins. And... Part of that process starts in Indianapolis. They're going to have some medical reviews. My boy Brandon Thorne, Trench Warfare, does a great job. He's had O-line prospects on the first part of his podcast. He breaks down some coaching, some scouting things. The biggest thing in Indianapolis is they're doing medical reports right now. And the 49ers have a new doctor in the house. I want to say his name's Ben Thompson. Like I said, my Google machine not effing working right now in the rain. This guy's worked with the Philadelphia Flyers. Really intriguing background in sports and science. He's coming into the fold at a really tough time. This is when you lean on your medical staff a lot, and Kyle and John Lynch are still getting to know this guy. Who knows with Ruben Foster's shoulder? And Ferg let a lot of things fly. He was with Chip Kelly as well when Colin Kaepernick kind of like had surgery and then was going really hard in training camp. They didn't have him on a pinch count and then he had shoulder issues and then he missed the first part of the season. I mean, there was a lot of mismanagement and I think butting of heads and Kyle probably was like, what are we doing here? 
and you don't want to be Hugh Jackson and holding everyone out of practice all the time, but there's a fine line to balance. The 49ers are going to be going through some different medical things. I would be shocked. I bet more people are removed from their board or medically flagged. I would hope this new staff is hook, line, and sinker. Not being old school football, not the hill outside on the field, not, hey, let's let's rub some dirt on it, they'll be fine. The best teams right now understand the human body and what their players need, and that's that could take the 49ers to the next level. If they stay healthy next year, it will be the first time in two seasons, and we can actually judge accurately who every player is on the team. Teams who stay healthy normally make the playoffs. So, I mean, underrated huge storyline is the 49ers medical staff. Big week for them in Indy, getting all these medical reports. And they don't have to, you know, make final determinations on guys, but info is going to start coming in. People are going to be moved to a different side of the draft board if they have a medical concern. We have exciting announcements to come, launching a new podcast called The Upload. We're going to tell Blue Wire's story coming later this spring. We have a national NFL show we're working on that a lot of people will be involved in. And it's going to be daily. And I think NFL fans are really going to enjoy it. So some cool projects. I got a film crew monitoring me a little bit. We'll plug them once we finalize the deal. Going to start creating some docu-style content. I appreciate everyone who found this podcast on Twitter, who listens on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Shout out to you guys. Going to try and get more guests here. It's been a crazy couple of months here. Scaling out Blue Wire. We're officially up to 50 part-time staffers, content contributors, producers, editors, marketing strategists. Shout out to Joel. A lot of people getting involved. 49ers are going to be getting a lot more people involved too. I'm not going to harp on the Antonio Brown thing. Looks like trades are not imminent at the combine with him. I think the Steelers are collecting offers, seeing who's interested. And maybe they try and mend fences, but I I, I think someone's going to at least give a second-round pick. And the 49ers, Dante Pettis, I don't think can be your number one. I love him. Love his shimmy. Love what he's about. I don't think he's that dominant top 10 receiver. And please cut the tape of this if I'm wrong. And he has 88 catches for 1,400 yards next year. I don't see that from him yet. He takes that next step next year, and then year three, we might be able to talk about it with him, but you need more people to catch the ball on the outside and explosiveness and not have to make Jimmy G do all the work like he did in December. Let's make things easier for Jimmy G. Trent Taylor, um, it'll be interesting to see because it was just three games with Jimmy Garoppolo, and they had such good chemistry in December. I think he's back in the picture. Wes Welker is officially hired as wide receivers coach. Why didn't Houston elevate him? I want to know more about the connection there. I think Kyle is down to do more of what New England has done. The admiration he and Bill Belichick have for each other has been documented. Part of the reason Jimmy Garoppolo is in San Francisco, I think has a large reason to do with Kyle Shanahan and Mike, his father going to bat for Bill. NFL, there's a lot of old bloodlines, a lot of respect for certain families who have been in the business for 30-plus years. So he's the beneficiary of that. And I, There's an admiration for New England. There was obviously some bitterness losing the Super Bowl to them, but 
you know, I brought this up on at least two to three podcasts. They've got to get some of those schemes and concepts in. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, works better out of the shotgun than he does play action. Kyle's going to have to sacrifice some of his system to make shotgun passing more prevalent in this offense. That's where Jimmy G thrives. Shotgun four wide receivers. You get more weapons on the field. He's able to dance his feet more. Play action passing is more rigid. Do this. This person will be open. Jimmy Garoppolo is more of your backyard quarterback where you want him on the move a little bit. And I've talked about it. I don't want him to be Carson Wentz. I don't want him diving head first all the time. I think his playing style will change some. But he's good on non-orthodox throws, weird arm slots. Timing, rhythm is a strength for sure too. But we've got to make sure Kyle can implement some New England offense. Wes Welker being here is huge for that. I don't know how many plays Rich Scangrillo came up with, but he was not silent. Some of the offense was operating because of him. I think Wes Welker will bring good new ideas. A lot looking up in 49ers land, guys. KJ Podcast, there's this team, I, I've said it all offseason, not hot on them, not cold on them. We're, we're medium warm here. We're like a little bit in the microwave. We're not burning our tongue on them yet. They're not cold. Last year wasn't a wasted season because Mike McGlinchey was good. Fred Warner was good. You figured some things out on offense. You found a backup quarterback in Nick Mullins. You feel great about Breida. George Kittle is a superstar. You could have had the Raiders season where you feel god-awful about your record and like nothing to show for it. Kyle is good about squeezing the orange. He's developed some of this team. But again, I'm talking about W's. I'm talking about mother effing w's on the score column all right short podcast this week wrapping up there recapping eric armstead don't love the deal don't hate it but i'm starting to pinch pennies a little bit i'm starting to be in lean startup mode if i'm john lynch and he's he's definitely a solid starter but to pay him second most on the defense it's tough that's how the rookie scale works fifth year option i think it's a great little thing the nfl added teams have to make a tough choice is this guy developed into the player we want 49ers want another year of him and armstead is saying he wants to be here longer than that he tweeted out you know hopefully it's many more years in the bay if he gets off to a bad start and he gets benched this is going to be a move that i'm tweeting about and that critics are going to say hey you could have develop someone else you could have found someone else in free agency um i don't know what he would have gone for if he goes to like the titans i think eric armstead could have gotten like a four-year 35 million dollar deal so yeah teams think he's valuable because his size and his run defense he's not a pass rusher he may get a sack or two but i'm not calling this guy a premier pass rusher for the 49ers and that's that's a lot to pay for a run stopper nine million in a passing league earl thomas he would be the second most important player on this roster. He's older. It's a short window. It signals more going all in. It signals let's try and win now. Let's train Adrian, Adrian Colbert too. But I would probably compete Colbert with Tart as strong safety. And I think Colbert will win that competition. And you feel good with Tart being your backup. You don't have to count on his health. And he'll just sub in for when people get it. Hopefully not hurt, but if they do. He's solid at special teams. Tart is a is like a very high end backup, and you'd be fine with him starting. But I I prefer Colbert there and Earl Thomas. 
shout out to Richard Sherman, hashtag cocky energy, putting it out there in the press. We need this guy on the San Francisco 49ers. And I totally agree. It would change the course of the defense. It would make this it would make this defense closer to top 10 than 20th, where they're at right now. Yeah, we talked about wins and Kyle and Jimmy G's health and Wes Welker and Blue Wire. Check us out, bluewirepods.com. You can also type in Blue Wire, Spotify, your purple podcast app. Be on the lookout for the upload. I'm not throwing that out on Twitter, so that'll just be what you guys know. And yeah, listen to some of our other shows. Give them a chance. We're filling out a content library. We're going city by city. Exciting times. A lot more to announce. All right, KJ Podcast. We will talk to you again next week. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.